everyone, and welcome to I Hope I Can Make It Through, a Degrassi viewing podcast. I am your veteran, Donnie. I'm your neophyte, Frank, and I hate everything. <laughs> but before we get into things that we hate, let's talk about things that we love, specifically our guest today. Um, so this person is someone that I legitimately consider um, one of the best people in my life. Um, but in terms of the credentials, this is somebody who we finally have a veteran of Degrassi, um, who also knows a thing or two about how to write. Uh, and this is our pal Trinian coming in. I'm Trinian. Hello. I'm a Degrassi veteran, did my time on the end. <laughs> so I guess that kind of leads to, let's just get right to it. What is your relationship with Degrassi, Trinian? See, it was something I watched, like, a ton of in that, like, block of shows that were on the end, which is, like, Degrassi and then those shows from like the UK and New Zealand that may or may not have existed because I've never met anyone else who watched 24-7 or being Eve. <laughs> but Degrassi is just like, I kept up with it for years even as like the plot lines just escalated to utter nonsense. Yeah, I mean, same. So it's nice to have somebody. Somebody who understands me for once on this show. <laughs> so wild. Canadian ride. It truly is. Um, so what we're looking at this se- today, we are looking at season two, episode four, which is called Karma Chameleon. Um, and usually what we do around these parts is we introduce our A plot and our B plot, but we always like to offer that to our uh, guest for, for the whole entire thing. So Trinian, would you like to introduce in one, in around one sentence, sentence each, our A plot and our B plot? So the A-plot is like the aftermath of Ashley's soiree with ecstasy and her trying to get her friends back. And the B-plot is Toby getting a crush on a girl, which has startling implications. Yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> Sorry. Giving too much away. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a time. It is a time. Um... Sorry, Frank is, like, tinkering on our end, so I've been, like, trying to keep it cool, but... <laughs> okay, so the way our guest is coming through is they're coming through my cell phone, through a portable speaker, and I'm trying to get it higher towards the microphone, <laughs> just to make sure training's hurt. Yeah, it's, it's quite... it's a lot, but we'll make it work. We'll make it through. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I guess we might as well just kind of jump into this. Luckily, this episode is not terribly traumatic, which is a nice break for us on our end. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I guess that's, that's true. Um, so, we can just kind of, like, hop to it. We can just kind of start with our A-plot. So, the whole A-plot is all about Ashley. We're finally actually exploring some of the deeper consequences to her actions on, from that fateful night. Season 1, episode 15. Jagged little pill. <laughs> so, we see, which is kind of good because we haven't really talked about it on, on the podcast very much, but, like, the past few episodes have tried to kind of build this into, like, Ashley is trying to do something. Like, she's she's clearly being outcasted. We see her trying to talk to Paige and company. She gets shut down constantly. Um, there have been so much stuff happening in all the other episodes. We haven't really been able to talk about it very much. But now we're finally going to see a continuation of it, which is 
good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just, just, I mean, what ends up happening is, is that, um, it's just like, it's very obvious that Paige holds a lot of anger to what had happened that night. Um, and we see that tension happening between her and she's just sniping at Ashley and everything. Um, which we've seen kind of play out a couple times in, in this season so far. Um, but what I found very interesting was like Terry. Also, like, end of the sentence page holds a lot of anger period yeah because this is like this is like pre-development page it's true it's it's she's very 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 catty very 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 she just holds a freaking grudge against anyone who has forsaken her well the thing is i was i was watching the uh degrassi season one extras right for a thing we're gonna do um, and there's like th- instead of like giving the kids lines to run it um for their auditions what they did was they had like them read basically what would be like a talking head interview from like the office or like a documentary or something and Paige talks about how she's not as popular as Ashley is, and, but, like, um, she keeps hanging out with Ashley because, like, she says it's, like, an investment in my future. It's an investment in myself. That is so Paige. Very Paige. Oh, my gosh. You have better hair than Ashley, so <laughs> now. Um, I watched two more um there's one with sean and sean's talking about like there's this big storm one night and my brother and i were arguing about something and like people are constantly like thinking i'm a bad kid and whatnot and then i went outside and i found like a bird that had gotten hurt oh no and i just picked it up in my hands and it was so small and warm and tiny and i wasn't angry anymore I love this Degrassi fanfiction that these, like, talking head things are. Manny was... They're very good. Like, the Sean one, like, Sean was such a good character. They forgot what to do with at one point. I agree. The the craziest one was Manny's. Because, like, the way she's talking about it is... I think Manny was originally supposed to be of, like, Indian descent. Because really? she's talking about, like, I love romantic film. Like, you know, she's talking about, like, what a huge romantic she is. She loves romantic films, especially the ones from India, even though Toby makes fun of me for all the singing and dancing in them. And then Toby's a weeb. We have to <laughs> um, But then she's like, but it doesn't matter because I already have a husband in India. Whoa! Yeah, that is a way departure. I think later, Cassie Steele was probably like, you know I'm like, that direction with Manny. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. I mean, like, oh. Wow. Until I say, like, until, like, season three, Manny doesn't really have a personality outside being. This is the person Emma complains to. Though, now I'm wondering, because we've had discussions about race on this show before, I'm kind of wondering if they were just like, eh, just find us a darker skinned person, doesn't matter where they're from, we just need to fit this person. 
Yeah, because it, it, it felt like a little bit like they were just kind of like, let's find a girl who is not white and would come from a background that conservatism would work for it. Yeah. And I feel like, it's like, oh, she's Filipino. Okay. And then just kind of moved on. Yeah. Uh, my thing was just like, I don't think they cared where you're from. It's like, yeah, for whatever. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, it is. We'll get to that nonsense soon enough. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, ooey. Just wait and see, Frank. Um, but anyway, so Ashley is fighting, or not really fighting, like, she's just, like, trying to jump into the conversation and Paige shuts it down. Um, and what I really liked about this part was, and <sighs> there's things that I liked about how Terry was written in this episode, there's things that I don't love about how Terry was written in this episode. Something I did like <laughs> was her just being like, it'll work, or it won't. <laughs> oh, Terry. She was another one. Her, Hazel, and Manny were all initially just like, we're the person who this more main character complains to. Yeah, they're definitely... That's that of the three of them, they are each from a different marginalized group. Yeah. They... Married to a white person. It's very like... I mean, Terry is white, but she is, you know... She's fat. Yeah. And, like, that's even something that Ashley, like, snipes against her with in a certain way in this episode. I mean, it's just, like, it's it's a... I mean, this is... I don't even want to say this is early aughts representation issue, because I think this is an issue that um, a lot of writers who are white, like, cis-normative, et cetera, et cetera, suffer from, where it's like, I'm going to have diversity, but I don't feel comfortable having my main character be white. Okay, I'll just have the friend be. And then they just end up being one, like, as you said, Trini, in, like, that soundboard-type situation. And, like, in the case of at least of Hazel and Manny, they at least got their own arc later on, particularly Manny, not to get too far ahead, but at least they became main characters in a certain degree. It's true. It's true. And we'll get to that part with Frank soon enough. Um, but there is something very, 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 very important that happens, um, which is that we get to meet the queen. Queen Ellie Nash is introduced in this episode. <laughs> Frank, what is your initial reaction? I love watching the page machinations crash upon the cliffs of Ellie's pure indifference. Because <laughs> she just does, like, it's not like she defiantly doesn't give a fuck. She just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> She's just like, oh, uh, I want to sit there. Cool. <laughs> I love how they clearly cast Ellie because they wanted someone who sort of looked like Avril Lavigne. Yeah, she kind of filled that niche, but I don't care, because I, I was in love with Ellie Nash as a child, and there were a lot of- I had a lot of Degrassi crushes. She was the only, like, alt character, and I was like, there she is. It's like Rogue from X-Men Evolution. Oh, that's another- yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, she- she does not care. She goes toe-to-toe with Paige. <laughs> in a way that really like it's that indifference that you can tell like Paige just like what am I supposed to do with this <laughs> you're, su- you're supposed to care about damn it I'm, I'm ragging on you <laughs> <laughs> I, 
forgot that was how she was introduced. I was very glad that's how she's introduced. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing this character develop. Yes, good, as you should. And, um... She has a, good, she has a lot of good stuff. She's, she's great. For the time. Yes, that's, life. that's true. Um, and I also noticed, like, there's a, mu- there's, like, a Muslim character now. <laughs> yeah, I was noticing that while watching the episode, like, it looked like the extras are much more diverse than they were in the first season. <laughs> I'm cu- this is like the foreshadowing for a cultural day. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like how much of it is like a sincere thing. Or diverse, or, or yeah, it's sincere. It's just like to push this narrative in a later episode. Yeah, yeah. I, like that's. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I never have like. Oh, I never look at Degrassi with good intentions, and I feel very bad about it. <laughs> like. I I because it's always like this close away to being like a very special episode after school special. Yeah. I thought they had good intentions, but like coming at the show with a critical eye, in the fucking DVD description where they're like, surprisingly, Sean's better at basketball than Jimmy is. I was just like, fuck this show. <laughs> it's true though. It's like, ugh, but. I mean, I will say this. The extras are much more diverse in season two in comparison. If that's leading up to the cultural day, that sucks. I I was going to quickly say, if it's almost as if they might have gotten some complaints from some people, but this is pre-the internet as it is today, where people immediately voice, immediately and loudly voice their displeasure with things. So, I don't know. Well, I will say this. Apparently, there was a academic paper that was written after the first season. Or, like, you know, like, in the process of it. And, like, the whole entire thing was, like, the person watched, like, Canadian TV shows or something like that. Like, you know, just Canadian-based TV shows. And, like, rated them based on the diversity. And Degrassi got dinged in, in the whole entire paper for being, like, for its lack of diversity. So, like, there were discussions about it, and in this context, at an academic level, obviously it wasn't operating, like, you know, like nowadays. And even the, even though Degrassi has existed in the age of this version of the internet, it didn't have the following that it did yeah. back then. Which well, would... In the original series as well, are there any, like, persistent main characters that weren't white? Yeah, there were. Um... I can't, it's hard. really showed up on this show. No, not really. Um, there was, it's hard because it's like some of them have made cameo appearances in this version, but obviously were not the ones that were followed after. And I don't know how much of that was, well, this person wasn't a fan favorite and how much of it was just this person is no longer an actor and does not want to be active in it. But even then, there was still a diversity issue in the original Degrassi. There were a couple characters, but, like, you know, there weren't yeah. many. Yeah. Um, but what ends up happening back in this episode, into this time, um, Ashley talks to Paige and gives an apology that is very well crafted, I will say. Yeah. Um, it really gets to kind of the issue that Paige has in this whole entire thing, which is the fact that she was called a hag. Yeah. And it's, like, for me, it's just, like, Ashley, like, why, 
Like, Ash is like, alright, I'm gonna try this new thing called apologizing. <laughs> it's very new for her, as we know. Um, but yeah, like, the thing, like, I'm trying to identify my page bias when it appears, because I was just, like, I'm not fully on Paige's side. I, I don't want to just constantly be on Paige's side, especially some of the shit she said in this episode. But, like, I was just like, this thing just feels too rehearsed and too just... I didn't believe it. Well, it gets to the core of the issue in a way that's very, very quick for a teenager to actually create as an apology. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. But I mean, also... The reason Ashley even, like, took the XD is because she felt like her entire life is manufactured under several layers of a false persona of who she's supposed to be. True. So now she's like, I have to deal with the repercussions, but I don't know how to actually deal with that in a raw sort of way. So instead, I'm going to finally craft something worthy of, like, student council president onto this apology. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. And I also think that there is that that piece of, like, there is a time component to these apologies as well, which I think also should be factored. Like, it's not just, like, (laughs) this was the summer when everything was still really, really fresh and she was just kind of, like, toppling out with the apologies where where I think we would have gotten more of those, like, I'm sorry you feel that way and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those types of things. She has had a couple months and later on reveals, like, she was in counseling and things like that, that maybe she is able to say things a little better, but it is a very clear-cut apology. And that's kind of, I can understand, like, and I, too, heard it, and I was like, wow, it's getting right to the issue, isn't it? And I was like, wait a second, why is it getting right to the issue? <laughs> yeah, maybe I've just been in therapy too long. I was like, I don't feel like Ashley's really heard Paige or Jimmy. No, no. So. I don't think so, but I, I think that's also, like, a constant character flaw with Ashley is she doesn't actually listen to people. She wants to kind of bulldoze her her way through it. And uh, Ashley doesn't listen to people. She waits for them to be done talking so then she could start talking again. That's exactly it, though. Yeah. But, um... Like, people, like, even attempting to help completely, like, the wrong way because it doesn't fit her own narrative. Like, for example... When, like, way back, I think it's season one, when Paige implied, you know, what if her dad was gay and Ashley just, like, threw a drink on her when it was actually Paige coming from a place of compassion for someone who has, like, a gay brother. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a Paige in that moment. I think that's what... she wanted to hear, so she just reacted and left. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly it. Um, because the apology tour continues, and then the next time we see Ashley, um, she's talking to Jimmy. Yeah, but we have to be... No, sorry. I I was getting the events out of order. No, it's okay. Um, and I like Spinner just hanging back, like, in this, um, in this scene, because... Trini, I don't know if, like, Donnie told you about this or if you listened to the episode, but, um, we had a headcanon that, like, after, like, while Terry was helping Ashley after, like, the ecstasy incident, 
like, Spinner was helping Jimmy through his breakup and has been, like, his emotional, like, support through all this. And I was just, like, kept being, being like, Spinner being like, oh, don't you hurt him again. Like, don't you do it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, also that's very consistent with Spinner is that he, when he cares about you, destroy people for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is much more evident later, because right now he's still kind of just like, I'm the dude. I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he's our tender chunkhead. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, which I did, that was a really good detail. Um, and, and once again, the apology, this one, I feel like the page one, I was willing to kind of be like, okay, maybe she's had time to think about it. This one, I feel like, was really where her, like, Ashley, like, tendencies really came out. Because not only does she apologize, but then she drops the mom bomb on him. I'm like, oh, my mom misses you. And then, and Toby misses you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, please, Jimmy. Please, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just watched the I'm Upset video. Which has the Degrassi reunion in it. <laughs> Quan looks so put out through the whole thing. <laughs> no, it, it was, no, and I was just like, oh man, look at that character running. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> You'll find out soon enough. So. But yeah. <laughs> it was a good video. It was very... Uh, once again, like, I saw Degrassi trending, and I was like, why the fuck is it trending? And then that was why, and I was like, oh. It should, it should always be concerning when Degrassi is trending. It's very true. <laughs> Degrassi's trending. not married now. Oh, gosh, wait, right? Wait, what? No, just, like, gossip or anything, which is why Degrassi would come up. Oh, I was just like, is our po- is our podcast that hot? Like, that we're no. trending now? <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> Um, but anyway, like, this one felt a little too crafted to me. Playing on Jimmy's, like, sympathies about how well he got along with Ashley's mom, how much he, like, would play with Toby and, like, interact with him. So it's 100% like, I know that this is going to appeal to Jimmy's sensibilities. I, I, Jimmy's the sensitive boy. I, I think it's even darker than that. I think it's just like, hey... Remember when you had a family? Because we, like, you know, that, that is really the thing that, like, bums me out about them breaking up, is Jimmy loses his other mom and brother. Because, like, that's what it was being framed at on that one episode. Yeah. So... (sighs) Like, cause like, it, oh god, that's like, cause now I'm just, I'm, I have didn't give it that much thought. Like, I, I remember thinking like, this is gonna hurt Jimmy, cause he's gonna lose like the support system. But then the idea that like that was like three months, much more alone than he normally is, that is not great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, especially because it's, like, the summer. I don't know how structured his summers are. I don't know if he does, like, any camps or anything. Or if he is just, like, alone with Spinner playing video games and jerking off. I don't know. 
playing some video games on the PS1. <laughs> I mean, if he was into JRPGs, because, like, PS1 had some pretty good JRPGs on it. His deep, his deep dark secret. <laughs> what if Jimmy got Toby into anime? What if that's the secret? Stop. <gasps> oh my god, there it is. There's the deep dive. Oh, this this is how this is how the A plot and the B plot are connected. <laughs> I see. I understand. There's the thread. Oh. <laughs> I have a theory. Okay. Jimmy and T- Jimmy and Spinner totally love Dragon Ball Z because you know Spinner's on that Dragon Ball Z shit. Yes. And th- and then spit like one day they're like, "Yo, we're gonna go watch some Dragon Ball Z. You want to come, Toby?" Toby's like, "What's that?" <laughs> but we can't say Dragon Ball Z because we don't have the money for it. We're gonna say an imaginary anime that doesn't exist. We're gonna say Ashihara. Which I found out is translated to 10th day. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, totally Googled it, too. <laughs> I was like, what is this anime? Oh. <laughs> this is animation from Japan. You mean Japanimation? Hello, I love Japanimation. It's the latest thing in animation. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, P- pardon me, Trina? Uh, I... Okay, we'll complain about that when we hit the B-plot. Let's keep... Yeah, we gotta contain ourselves. Let's keep it rolling. We're, we're ready to die over <laughs> here. Oh my god. Um, I mean, what happens next is, um, you know, you have Jimmy and Paige have, like, a really real conversation. So, like, Hazel, Spinner, Jimmy, and Paige are all hanging out on one bench. Um, and they're, like, having this discussion, and I kind of appreciate this discussion because I feel like it is something that happens where it's, like... Jimmy is totally, like, okay with the apology. He's like, yeah, sure, you know, that sounds great. And Paige is like, am I the only one who's upset? <laughs> like, okay, this is what I wanted. This works for me because it takes out all this messiness. She apologized first, you know, because she was the one who had to apologize. This works for me when Paige is like, I don't, I don't trust this. I don't trust like that. It's, it's true, though, and, like, Hazel's, like, freaking, oh my god, her, like, retort of just, like, like, what are you jealous? <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. Like, I don't think Paige would be able to find that much forgiveness that quickly. Oh, yeah, I would not be able to. And then, then like, well, what I mean is, like, if Paige screwed up that badly, but then, then again, that would also require Paige to feel like she did wrong. Yeah. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> I feel like Paige <laughs> apologized. Later, it would later, not now. No, not ninth grade page. Ninth grade page makes no apologies. <laughs> I, I, I feel ninth grade page is like, I'm here, you better deal with it. I, I feel like ninth grade page would like burn down my shed and I'd still apologize to her for some reason. Well, she would expect it. <laughs> I got rid of the shed, you said you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, just. Full on, I'm a Paige Michael Check apologist, so like... As are we. <laughs> the subtitle to, I, I hope I can make it through, should just be, hey, we love Paige here. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, we have such a big old bias. We drink in that Paige loving juice. We do, though. Every every week. <laughs> Paige, Paige Michael Chuck, or get the fuck out. 
<laughs> it's like, I mean, she's great television, and I will stand by that. Um, and she dresses like a JoJo character. She does. <laughs> <laughs> she dresses like a JoJo, and she has, like, the best, honestly, probably the best arc of any character in the series. I agree with that assessment. I mean, I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but... I fucking love Paige. God, imagine she, what what she could do with a stand. <laughs> I'm terrified to you think of it. You say that like she doesn't already have one. I know, right? We can't see it, because that's the only thing. Well, she needs to pose more. <laughs> yeah. She, she needs to pose, like, just be pointed Ashley from across the room. <laughs> no, no, her pose, her JoJo pose, is just her arms crossed mid-eye roll. <laughs> um... Ooh, that's also good. Also good. Her, her, her stand is sunglasses based. Um, yeah. And our um, dented sweet boy appears and uh, just like. The knight in shining denim. <laughs> um, who calls him that? I forget. The cafeteria. Right. Worker. I cannot remember her name. I Sheila? Know. I feel like it's Sheila. It's she, she feels like Sheila. Yeah, it's like one or the other. Um, cause like Craig is just like, what's going on? <laughs> um, Let me insinuate myself into everyone's business. <laughs> Leave Craig alone. He's had a very rough month. It's like a rough month, and things don't get much easier. No, Craig, ever. Uh, although I say it's more actually, he insinuates himself in everyone's business, but not as badly as Emma. <laughs> That's true. Um, Tell me what your problem is, and let me find out how to make it about myself. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Sean. Sean helps. We should establish Sean helps Ashley because she's short a dollar. Yeah. Um, the cafeteria throws some shade at him. Um. And then quickly probably sends a text message to Spinner, like, there's some bullshit going on. Um, and then, like, they, Sean's like, are we going to talk about what happened between us? And he's like, does he ask her out? Like, So it's like one of those things where it's like, Ashley is like, I mean, she pretty much says, like, I think she says is, haven't we paid, haven't we paid for it enough by now? Um, and Sean is very just kind of like, oh, I don't know. And that's where Craig just gets into the business of like, hey, hi, I have not been here and do not know the context of what happened at that party. However, yeah, I think you should ask her out. And Sean's just like. I will say it's something that happened between three of them, which is Sean, Ashley, and Sean's eyebrows. Frank. He's a heap. <laughs> because I like he he looks like that one actor from the Maze Runner who I completely forgot his name despite looking him up as that one actor with the eyebrows. And he pops up immediately when you enter his name into Google. <laughs> the, the styles from Teen Wolf? No, 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 no. He's, yeah. from, he's from, like, We're the Millers and Maze Runner. 
and some a bunch of other stuff. I was like, where's my phone? Look it up. I was like, right, the phone is trending in right now. <laughs> it's true. He's my phone. Like, um, that was like how we had to Google because this guy who looks like him, like he looks like that one British actor. I knew exactly what this rabbit would look like if he were human. And I just typed in skinny British actor with glasses and Stephen Merchant came up. I was like, yes, yeah, him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Frank is trying to Google. I'm trying to figure it out. Sorry, I have a lot of tabs open. I always have tabs open. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm just. I also just. <laughs> I typed in that one actor, and it's already auto-completing the one actor with the eyebrows. <laughs> oh, cool. William Jack Poulter. So. Oh, I'm looking at his eyebrows. Anyway, um. I'm looking at those eyebrows. Um. I, so then, like, things are more peaches and cream. Quan is implementing another Shakespeare play. Twelfth Night. Classroom. Um, and, like, she, like, Ashley sneaks in, sits down next to Paige. Quan pa- catches it. Because she's Quan. Mm-hmm. And then she's like... So you can't slip anything back her. Yeah. And then, like, and... Paige utilizes, this is like when she's utilizing her backpack, her bright blue and green backpack as like her main tool for, um, like, uh, isolating people for the most part. Accepting and isolating people. This is what this backpack is for. Mm-hmm. But then, like, she's just like, oh, I, I forget how, how she phrases exactly but she calls mrs kwan a cow and then they bond over it ashley and her it's it's a time page the most ninth grade thing i think i've ever heard right like it is so so ninth grade how dare you page <laughs> i know this woman has dealt with so much and like you like page knows all the shit that she dealt with last year and also, like, it's not even a good insult, because no. it's so obviously not true. <laughs> it's like it's like looking at her and be like, Mrs. Kwan's literally a lobster. It's like, what? <laughs> she's not. She's a person. She's a human being. <laughs> I'm imagining you in the classroom, like, when she says it, and you being like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like... So that's, I think, the first of many terrible things to be said in this episode. Yeah. And, um, so, so, you know, they're bonding. Things look good. It goes to Ashley and Terry. And Ashley's, like, picking out clothes because it's, like, the big thing that's holding over everyone during this episode is that it's photo day. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. So she's, like, picking stuff out, and she's like, oh, everything's so great. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and she's talking... Like, not like that. Right? Well, Ashley says, like, it's all, like, something, like, it's all about, like, knowing what you want and going for it. Um. That's so very, like, calculated. Yeah. It, it's, like, straight out of a self-help book. I kind of wish that we still did, like, the kerchief over the hair thing, because Terry looks amazing in this scene. With the crimped hair? Like, I actually think, I didn't really realize, like, especially, I feel like something happened, like, there was a turning point in season one, which was probably, like, that cabaret episode, mm-hmm. but, like, 
after that, her clothes have been, like, super cute, and her looks have been, like, super duper, like, good. I got a theory about that. Like, the model agent lady gave her the business card. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's still going on. You will have to wait and see. Okay. But, like, you can tell, like, her clothes, like, she's actually, like, dressed in things that, like, she looks like she's, like, happy in. But, yeah, no, I agree that, like, the kerchief look is very, very nice on her with the crimped hair. Um, and she's just, like, trying to basically give Ashley a reality reality check, which, once again, like, Terry has been dealing with such bullshit the past few months. Mm-hmm. I mean, she always deals with bullshit. That's just, unfortunately, like, her lot in life on Degrassi. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, like, wow. ugh, this go-between shit that she's been dealing with, I just... I wish she had a real friend. Somebody needs to take Terry out to a movie. I'm not even talking in the romantic sense. Just somebody needs to take Terry out for a... We're not going to talk about Ashley and those other idiots. We're just going to have a good time. We're going to do everything Terry wants to do tonight. It appears. Hey! Seriously, it's just... Ugh. But then, like, you know, in the process of Terry trying to be this kind of dose of reality, Ashley just snipes, like, well... You've never had anybody like you. you. Or not dating, right? Well, um... She's had someone like her. Well, she gets a call from Sean. Sean asks her out on a date. Right. And then, like, Tara's just like, oh... We're going to get back together, like, hey, maybe you should stop, you know, acting like everything's immediately back to normal. And, no, you have to repair relationships with people. And Ashley's like, I'm Ashley! Um, and Ashley's like, Jimmy will understand. You'll understand that one day if some, when, if somebody, I think she just ever likes you. Yeah. <laughs> Something like, along those lines. It's, it's mean. And it's like, like it's, if someone loves you or something like that. But it's like, it's also infuriating because it's like, even canonically, Ashley, like, that's not true. Like, I mean, I guess they don't have explicit evidence that Spinner was, like, into Terry, seeing as though Paige went in for the kill and then did nothing with it, like... But, like, the thing is just, like... two more seasons? Yeah. But the thing is, like, every girl seems to know who has a crush on everyone in this show, and they have no qualms about just being like, yo, they're into you. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's consistently we see, and obviously, like, you know, it's just Ashley being, like, callous and mean. What? Not for nothing, Spinner Terry would have been a good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the other part of our headcanon was once Ashley and Spinner were done mopping up the messes that Jimmy and Ashley made themselves into, they would be like, me for coffee and whatever, like, oh my god, fuck those two, seriously. Right? Like, <laughs> you want to know what I dealt with today? Right, and they just, like, commiserate? Like, that would be so delightful. That's what I wish this, this, this is what this episode should have been. It should have just been... Spinner and Terry going, wow, that was shit. <laughs> the whole episode, we don't see anything else. It's just Terry and Spinner talking shit. <laughs> yeah. The dream. But, um, yeah, so, so Ashley makes that retort, and it's just like... Uh, Dude, think before you speak, like, once. But she never does. Well, not in the way that I think a person should. Yeah. Um, so we get to school the next day, 
Um, I love the eye roll moment. I love it. Yes. Oh, some good vintage page moment. <laughs> the eye roll moment, because it's so good, and I feel... I'm, I've talked about some good moments on here, so... Would you like to, Trinian? Every time... No, sorry, I just... I, at the point where... I'm at the point where, like, I have a pause where they're in the science lab, and I've just seen the top Salakos, and I'm like, soon the demon is coming. <laughs> I just... I've, I'm choosing to even ignore the fact that Jimmy and Spinner were fucking horn dogs when she was teaching in this episode. Oh, God. I, I, I completely forgot about that. I think... <laughs> Frosted lipstick and white eyeshadow, though. Oh, agony. <laughs> it's a look. Oh. It's something. But, um... Oh. A teacher should wear to school. I mean... Yes, I will say... It should never be worn anywhere, but, like, if you're gonna be dealing with chemicals in front of students, I would, I would not want to draw attention to your mouth in any way, because boys are gross. Ugh. True enough. Trinian, you can't see it, but I'm nodding knowingly. <laughs> oh, teenage boy scared me. Confession. But anyway, so so it's like things are. Oh, there's just like this moment. Oh my god. Um, so everyone's in their photo day outfits, which is. Oh, there's so much. There's so much early aught fashion happening in this moment. Ashley's like 15,000 teeny tiny butterfly clips in her hair. Right? Like, I could not figure out the path that her hair was making in that style. Um. Oh, and her orange... Sorry. Sort of braided look going on. Yeah, and her like orange and red camo. Yes, and her... That has a pee. I mean, it's probably fall, so she's like, I'm gonna blend in with these leaves and disappear. I mean, that was like a thing. Like, the colorful camo. I own stuff like that. Blue, yeah, I, I had a blue camo shirt, and I was like, I got it for my sister from when she was like this age, so I was like, it helps me blend in to the ocean. <laughs> I thought. I never wore camo. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't targeted in the way that it was targeted toward us in that time period. Fair enough, yeah. (laughs) Legitimately, like, you could walk into, like, I don't know. Yeah. And then... Pink camo pants. Yeah, like, it was just everything. Everything had zippers. Everything had these colorful camo. Everything had cargo pockets, regardless of how tight the pants were. Also true. It was just the way it was. There are also pants that didn't have back pockets, but it had, like, little zip thigh. Yes, 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 yes. Special, <laughs> they were called. I don't care for it. <laughs> but, um... Where are the Jenkos in this show? Um... Those are still a thing. Where I'm are... trying to remember if they if they ever appear. I feel like they do, but I'm not certain. Okay, we, we all know if they're gonna appear, Spinner's gonna be wearing them. Oh... I feel like I distinctly remember him wearing Jinkos in an episode, the one where he mooned everyone because Jimmy took his uh, ADHD pills. No, he's wearing, like, gym shorts in that. Because, like, he's in, like, his... gym shorts, right? What, gym shorts? The other gym shorts are... Big gym shorts. Yeah, no, he wears, like, very big gym shorts. Yeah, 
Jared has like a um, David Byrne effect where he just wears clothes so many sizes larger than he needs. It's true though. Alright, um, so, um, Terry is rolling her eyes, Paige, I think, is still complaining about Ashley. Paige is also wearing, like, a hot pink shirt, and then her hair is styled in the way that I always wanted to do my hair, where it's, like, most of it is straight, but sections of it are curled with a curling iron. Yeah, I can never do that, because I had way too many cowlicks. Same, same. not for nothing, my mom has that same shirt that Terry's wearing. Nice. Nice. Um, and then, like, Terry starts rolling her eyes, and Paige is just like, why are you stealing my move? Oh, yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> um, it was just like, I kind of liked it because, like, it wasn't fully malicious. It was definitely like a, it was definitely like a, I want to know what's going on. Like, put me in the loop. Like, hey, wait, like, wait. That's my thing. What's, what's, what's going on? What is the deep? And then Terry informs Ashley, excuse me, informs Paige that um, Sean asked Ashley out last night. Ashley accepted. And Paige is incredibly incensed by this. <laughs> it's true. There's I'm blood in the water. Emoji. Like, Paige literally just becomes the eyes emoji. And... <laughs> It's so true, though. <laughs> it's such a mood. Like, I can't even deny it. And Paige is just like, well, now she'll have to pay. And it's, she has to die. And, like, <laughs> so we're back in science class. Because it's like, we can only show two teachers per episode. <laughs> but like, we only have it in the budget. <laughs> They have four. There's four. There's there's Miss Kwan, the Tatsalakos, the math teacher, I want to say... Armstrong. 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 And then Snake. Those are the only teachers in the school. Amazing how you... Well, that's why Armstrong also teaches gym and math. And then there's Radich, the principal teacher. Somebody needs to run it. All right, we have our staff meeting. Oh, Snake's not here? That's 20% of our staff. We have six grades at the school. You think we could get more than four teachers? And two of them teach science. (laughs) They all have time turners. Like, my thing is, like, I wish that they, like, gave us the illusion that there were other teachers. Like, at least have the kids say, like, oh, I got a social studies test. Or, like, something. (laughs) Like, give me a hint. Yeah, like something to tell me there are other human beings that there work are at the school. More than like than four teachers, because doesn't Snake also in charge of like the cultural festival, which is like a social studies thing? Um, that would typically be a social studies thing. I mean, I'm not going to that type of stuff. It really depends. Not to get super technical. While it's naturally a social studies thing, like certain clubs pick that up, certain teachers pick that up. So like, that's not the end of the world. My concern is that the Degrassi, as a school, is not within ratio. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's like the science and computers teacher, isn't he? Media immersion. <laughs> because it was the early 2000s and they wanted that. It's true. Um, but 
Paige uses her evidence in the one classroom we have access to today, which is <laughs> science. Um, and Hasselacker was, I, you can probably tell by my lack of talking about her how I feel about her. I'm sorry, Frank. I don't care. Like, it's gross. <laughs> it's always gross. Stop. Ugh. Anyway. I, I watch so much teen media with, like, teacher-student relationships, and I'm just like, no. No, no, no. I'm gonna shake the no can at you. That's how I feel about Hasselakos, actually. So, thank you. Hasselakos also, again, is responsible for the devil, so she is on the brown list. (laughs) I don't know what that means. You will find out soon enough. You will find out. You will know when when the devil appears. Okay. (laughs) It's so ominous to Frank. We have to remember, Frank's a baby, so, like, a lot of the things that you know, like, he has no idea. Like, he went into this without any spoilers whatsoever. I feel like once they appear and they make their connection to Hot Salako's nose, Frank will be like, oh, oh, that's the one? (laughs) Um. So, yeah, so... I forget the sequence of events. What happens? It's just like, um, you know, she's introducing this science experiment type thing. And as, um, after she explains it, like, Ashley's on one side of the room. And Paige and Jimmy are on our lab partners on the other side of the room. And that is where Paige decides to strike. Where she just gives all of her intel away to him. About the situation. And... In a beautiful choice of cinematography, Jimmy glowers as the experiment that they're doing where they put the dry ice into, like, the, um, I don't know the name. I think it was just, like, soda. Yeah, and, like, as it, like, explodes, he is simmering himself. (laughs) I mean, she did used to call him on her cell phone. God damn it. <laughs> um, and then... Oh, God, this part happens. Oh, my God, we're here. This is where he confronts Ashley? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But wait, wait, doesn't he... He also confronts Sean. He does. He does. He does. Um, but... Yes. So the first thing is he confronts Sean. So Sean's, like, at his locker, and then Jimmy is just, like... He... He calls Ashley his girl. It's like mm-hmm. bold of you to assume that bold or possessive. Yes. You've been broken up for a three months now. So and of course Craig is there because something's happening. But like, let's give Craig credit because like in season one, there really wasn't a person who was actually going to go in between. Because, like, Spinner has proven, like, to be a coward. When, when it comes to Jimmy and Sean having confrontations with each other. Yeah. So, like, let's like, give... What was that? I just love that Craig's just there. Like, hey, guys. But, like, that's what I appreciate about him is, like, regardless of his intention and his need to, like, have attention brought onto him in certain ways. Like, let's at least give him credit because he's willing to go between the two of them. Which nobody else has particularly felt like doing, especially considering they literally had like a a old school like brawl last season. That for the last season, like that big moment of was Sean like shoving Emma, and that being like a big oh my gosh gasp, 
like finale moment compared to later seasons. I mean, season one we're setting we're setting the stage, so you know it it. But um. I mean, I only expect these season finales to get even more bombastic, like, as they go on. <laughs> I, we will see. I figure by season three, somebody's gonna have a mech. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're gonna spoil you, Frank. We're just gonna make a bunch of weird, arbitrary, like, anime things. We're like, yeah, and then... And then... So you got me mentioned anime. I was like, what if this was an anime? That'd be very interesting. You know, after Spinner dies and I have to revive him. That's <laughs> <laughs> a life. Um, but anyway, so Craig, like, breaks it up. And then we have the part, which is, like, Jimmy is in a room and he's really mad. And then Ashley walks in and... Oh my god! He, and then she's like, hey Jimmy. And then he says, don't talk to me, you slut. I noticed that too. <laughs> Sorry, Frank's still like. Is this, is this picture day? Is like something you planned for picture day? Did they just have limited wardrobe for extras and you're both wearing the water molecule shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> See, I can only kind of. I feel like the impact for me on this scene is not as. It doesn't hit me as hard, mostly because this these two screenshots have been floating around Tumblr for, like, years at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have thousands of notes, and it's just this exchange. The, hey, Jimmy, don't talk to me, you slut. Like, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, and the, hey, Liberty Girlfriend. It's like, yeah, let's completely ignore the s- subtext around that one. Uh... But, yeah, no, I I did not know that was coming, and I'm just like... Like, you're a little gang. So far, Spinner. Spinner and Terry, like, I'm not that surprised. Spinner and Terry, the only ones untouched by the, let's say, terrible things, like, disease that's going around today at Degrassi High. Like, what is going on, kids? Spinner's got his own stuff going on in the B-plot. Yeah, he's, he's a, he's... All of his ire there. It's true. He has he has to like cross his arms and look menacing in windows for <laughs> for the B plot. So good. He has one of the best dumb insults I think our thread has ever seen. Like he And he actually does it, and Toby's like, I mean, he, I thought he was going to punch them into my eyes, but he, like, took them to, like, a glass working place, and they're actually contacts now. <laughs> I'm just impressed. Like, how do you do this? Like, they're as malleable as plastic is now. <laughs> Spinner's a genius. <laughs> but anyway, so then, guess this house of cards of apologies and friendship is crashing down around Ashley. Sean's just like, so what's up? Are we still going out? And Ash is like, nah, dog, we're not. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I invested any iota of time into this. I know. I spent three minutes calling you. <laughs> three minutes. To be fair, the last time he asked a girl out, we saw what happened. So, like, let's... 
Yeah, it was a super cute date. I mean, it was a super cute date, but he he kind of created a little bit of a mess <laughs> in not being very direct that time around. Yeah. Um, and then Ashley, like, slides down a locker, and who's there on the floor, for some reason, is Ellie. Because <laughs> Ellie loves a good conflict when it doesn't involve her. And Ellie's just like, well... Isn't it? It's like, it's just this little, like, d- like this wonderful little, like, throwback to a different time where I aspire to look like that so deeply. That so, and, like, when, when you'd have, like, your hair, like, pulled back, but there were, like, two little, like, pincer, like, bangs that would just hang over the front. Yeah. Yeah, like in the movie 13, how they wear their hair. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember that movie, but I didn't actually see it. We'll have to watch it together at some point, Frank. It is a treat. <laughs> okay. Um, I do have to I'll give a quick summer movie report. Black Klansman is amazing, but rough as hell to watch. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians is also very good. And To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Three very good movies came out this summer. Nice. Did you see, uh, did you see Sorry to Bother You yet? Not yet. Okay, you gotta. Yeah. I need to go. I need to go to the movies. I have not been to the movies since like Avengers, but you, you, you know, Donnie, how far I live from my movie theater. It's true. It's, it's rough. Um. But yeah, just like Ellie, just hanging on the floor. I'm just like. Oh wait, hang. no, I saw. Oh yeah, no wait, I saw Incredibles with my nephews. Yeah, that's something. Um, and Ellie's just like, Phew, rough day, huh? Yeah, yeah. She's just kind of like, oh, it was good. It was good. Like, oh. I, I was so happy when I saw her. I was just like, oh, oh, I'm so glad we're finally getting to, like, some of my, like, all-star favorite characters. And then we get to my least favorite character, oh. um, where Paige and Hazel are throwing shit at Ashley in line for photos, um, which actually kind of makes sense, because Kerwin would be close to Michael Chuck alphabetically. Yeah. Um, and Ashley's... Because her last name begins with an A. Who? For Hazel? Why she's standing in line, because they wouldn't be together, because Hazel begins with an A. Or Auden. Right, I forgot what her last name was. I figured she's just like, got my picture taken, gonna hang out with Paige. Because <laughs> she would have been one of the first ones to get her picture taken. Yeah. Um, so... Ashley's now wearing a big bulky sweater, and she sits down, and the photographer's like, well, now you have such a, you're so pretty, be nice to see a smile. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I know. <laughs> I know. And also, like, what is also happening in this is, like, Terry, like, Paige is basically making Terry choose. Like, are you going to hang out with, like, us, the popular people, or are you going to associate yourself with Ashley? And it's, like, one of those things where the decision has horrible energy, even though there is this, like, little curdle. What? So, they're in ninth grade, and the last interaction Carrie had with Ashley was her being like, you'd understand it if someone loved you. Yeah, like, the, the, I think, like, I and I... I to go to page two. 
Yeah, and, like, the thing about, like, Paige also is, like, I feel like she consistently, at least this entity of Paige, does this thing where it's, like, I may not always agree with her decision, but it's more the way that she implements it and less the core thing of it. Where it's, like, I don't think Terry's decision to hang out with Ashley and Hazel is the end of the world, especially considering the fact that Ashley has just been, like, the emotional labor for being Ashley's friend the past few months has been absolutely ridiculous. It's true, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know what you're getting with Paige. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and- You know how Paige is. There's no, like, today, it's gonna be Paige. The answer is Paige. Ashley, like, she is, like, she flutters around like a chameleon because you never know what Ashley you're getting. And there's also that piece of, like, that Paige has been able to, I know you want to say something, um, but, like, there's also this piece that um, Paige has been able to, even though, like, she did some pretty shitty things in the early part of the season with Terry, in the later part, she seemed to actually been able to pull really positive stuff out of Terry, and I think Terry associates Paige with that, like, the fact that she's, like, embracing herself and her body and looking cute and enjoying herself and being in the spotlight. So there's also that component, too, where while Paige has done terrible things, she has also done very important things in Terry's development as a person. And her and Paige's treatment for Terry just gets better as the series progresses. Yeah. I was gonna say a chameleon like a karma chameleon. I'm I'm more surprised that the uh, writers actually did something well. (laughs) (laughs) They just went like every single episode is like that. (laughs) Um, Like the title, when you remember certain titles, I remember this one because the second that I said, ah, Karma Chameleon, I was like, oh, the one with the repercussions for Ashley's actions. Yeah, like, there's a couple episodes, like, When Doves Cry is another one that I distinctly remember in connection with the title of it. Like, there's a couple episodes in general, um, that for whatever reason... What? Careless Whisper. Yes, Careless Whisper. Oh, that's this season. Frank, you are in for a treat. It is so... Oh, you'll have to wait. Shout is this season two. Is a two-parter, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's like next episode. You were gonna find out anyway. Yeah, I was just like, well, I can't, I, was, I closed off my ears to not hear, like, any spoilers about these, but I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I have to edit this anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's a two-part episode. You would know that before we even recorded. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just... Yeah, it's a rough ending. Yeah, because, like, like, how... Photographer, how dumb are you? Like, when it's like she's literally crying while getting her picture taken. It's like, oh, why don't you give me a smile? It's like, shut up, you asshole. Right? Yeah, she's wearing a giant bulky sweater and crying. And you're gonna be like, how about a smile, sweet? Like, that's where you're like, oh, just so you know, in a couple weeks we'll do retakes. Like, like, that's when you're like actually kind but you know obviously this is for emotional effect and so we can feel like garbage as we watch this every man besides snake and the single tear that 
here. Yeah. Here. Every man in the show besides Snake and Joey is awful. It's true. Like, I haven't seen, like, one decent... That radish is kind of okay. So far. I'm sure he'll fuck it up. Yeah, that's a good word for him. But, I'm, I mean, I'm also not surprised. It's very few men who are not just awful. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hmm, how much of this is just... Joey. Joey is the best man on this show. Joey is a solid dude, and which is funny, because, like, I despised him in the original Degrassi, so I'm happy to see that he's made growth. <laughs> What's he t- It's like the um, Riker thing from Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, instead of growing the beard. No, he took <laughs> off the hat. <laughs> like, oh wait, this hat was called. I mean, it's a fedora! It is. So that makes sense. You take off the fedora so like, you're not an asshole anymore. And what Joey was really trying to emulate, let's be real. If you look back on his, like, looks from the early, from that entity. Why couldn't they ruin a worse hat? Like, I like fedoras for the most... Technically, none of them are wearing fedoras. They're wearing trilbies. Yeah, I mean, that's so good hat. Man, fuck those people. Even more so. (laughs) But anyway, speaking of fedoras, let's get to our people. Oh, Oh, the B-plot. Oh. Oh, God. I'm in agony. I was in agony watching this, and I forgot this was a thing because it literally opens up with freaking JT and Toby walking and Toby going, man, I can't believe how many sites are devoted to anime. But the problem is, it's like, oh. I got on this web ring. It's just... His unlicensed anime character on his shirt who sort of looks like it might be someone from Berserk, but it probably isn't. Oh, Toby would definitely be into Berserk. Oh, he would. Griffith apologist. Oh, yeah, he would be. Um, also, I call bullshit that JT wouldn't watch anime. <laughs> the hardest part would be- like, freaking Naruto runs to school. <laughs> <laughs> he, he raises Spinner, who's also Naruto running. Okay, so also, what you need to know, Trinian, is that Donnie and I both laugh the same way, putting our hands on our chest and, like, looking away. It's true. <laughs> We've been bonding through this experience. But, um, anyway, this exchange G- can... GT's like, I can't wait to drive a mech, a mech with my mom's soul in it. Oh my god. Anyway. I, I understand. Um, no, wait, never mind. Those are huge spoilers. I'm not gonna say. I no, understand good. Shinji. Oh my god, stop! Anyway, this exchange, but this exchange, while our exchange is bad, the exchange between the characters is even worse, because JT's like, oh, stop talking about that crap. And Emma goes, anime is actually very current. And then... (laughs) It's been made since the 1950s! I love how they're just saying anime with, like, no specification of... No, and like, but even Toby's reaction to Emma is like that unspecific, like, we're writers and we don't know shit about this because he's like, who's your favorite character? I'm like, in all of anime? 
whole fucking anime. <laughs> Who is your favorite character? Oh gosh, um, literally though. <laughs> Who is your favorite character in all of anime, everybody? It's actually hard to pin down. I think I already know the answer is Trunks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the answer is Trunks for you. My my favorite character is the um, boisterous, headstrong male protagonist who has the fire powers. <laughs> You know, I was just gonna say Aizawa, but, like, you know, if you just wanna <laughs> move this in a different direction, you can do that, too. My favorite protagonist is the shy girl who has to live with a bunch of boys and is, like, just always just... The protagonist, who's really energetic, has a much, like, more pessimistic, dour uh, counterpart... And where's orange? My favorite anime character is the red blood cell. <laughs> I hate that that's like an actual thing you can say now. No, the worst thing you can say is now I'm like, yo, nephrophage is kind of hot. That's the worst thing. Why did you make the cells sexy? God damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry, Trinian. Ashihara, and I like had to look it up because I needed to make sure that this wasn't like something slipping through the cracks of my knowledge. So I was like, that doesn't sound like shit. <laughs> Which I mean, it is a martial arts style. It could have, it could have worked better if they said, "What's your favorite series?" Like, yeah, series instead of character, and it would make you seem so much more knowledgeable about it. Exactly. But like, the writers didn't give a shit. They didn't do any research. They're just like, it's all anime. My kids watch anime. <laughs> they watch that Japanimation. My kids watch that Naruto because they're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, oh yeah, and then Manny's like, girls aren't into this stuff. Which bullshit, you totally watched Sailor Moon with Emma. Who did? Manny. Oh, right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm convinced. Yeah, like, that's some nonsense. Like, Manny would be hardcore into Sailor Moon, especially Tuxedo Mask. Because he's just a cypher. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I actually record right next to a pile of Fruits Basket manga. Fun <laughs> trivia. It's my favorite anime. Well, it's my favorite manga, I should say. The anime leaves something to be desired, and I never finished the show. Never finished the manga. <laughs> Yo, I think I would have been good friends with Manny if I was in high school with her. I would have been like, yo. All these... I was, as a teen, I wish I was good friends with Manny. <laughs> I know, right? Everybody needs a Manny in their life. I love her. Um. Anyway, yeah. so so yeah, she's like, oh, girls aren't into this. Oh, hi, Craig. And like, you know, I was just doing that usual thing. Um, Which is interesting because I think this is the, what Toby says something about becoming the first Jewish monk, which is interesting because I think this was the first time he explicitly says that he's Jewish. I mean, he's very, like, Jewish-coded. Yeah. I don't know, just... I feel like it's referenced in, in holiday episodes later that their family celebrates both. Yeah. But, like, I think this is the first Something time... Something else that comes up during Culture Day. Yeah, I mean, this is... <laughs> but, 
But yeah, this is... You guys really hate this culture day. <laughs> you will find out the issues with culture day soon enough. Um, but yeah, so like he makes that comment. Oh, ha ha ha. Anyway, um, Toby, the next time we see him is talking to Snake about an anime CD-ROM. A how to draw anime CD-ROM. And Snake's just like, you want to draw nude pictures, don't you? See, like, I would just always be like, oh, it's taken out. I don't know what, someone lost it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> just be like, I, like, as long as I breathe, you will not draw hentai images of Emma. Right? <laughs> oh, oh. But like. Why, Trinian? Why? Because. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that in my brain. Because like, let's be real. Like, I, I just don't. That's the other thing. I feel like JT would be into like that type of stuff. Like, that's why I especially don't believe JT would not be into anime. Because he'd just be like, <laughs> yo, you see some titties? Yo. Uh, <laughs> um, J- Toby's parents. You want to get them to stop looking? JT. Here's the thing. is that JT already wears flame shirts like guys do. I believe that they're not he's not gonna have those awful screen printed ones with Goku on them. Oh. <laughs> See this is like this is counteracting we always thought we'd spin her with the one with with the Goku shirts. Well but JT's already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> but like oh I was gonna say like yo Toby's parents, you want to get them to stop looking at porn, just be like, here's some anime, or here's some hentai. It's just like, he, you know, JT would be like, yo, it's fine, it's fine, because it's cartoons, they're not going to yell at us. That's exactly what he'd say. See, it's perfect, it's the perfect plan, Toby, it's cartoons, no one is being hurt. My video store didn't understand the difference between hentai and the normal stuff. No. So... Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> well, it was like the blockbuster where my friend Gus worked had the had like the porn parody of Pirates of the Caribbean up at the desk with the regular Pirates of the Caribbean, and they actually were very similar production value wise. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. But anyway, so the anime CD-ROM, Snake's like, oh, I already had to take it now. Which, by the way, is he also the librarian? Is this also a thing? Yeah, they have six people. Yeah. librarian because, again, they have four teachers at the school. But, like, he's like, oh, I already gave it out. And this, you know, introduces Kendra into the fold. Welcome to the scoreboard, Kendra. Hello. Very short because they don't know what to do with you. Yeah. But she is here. Um, and, you know, okay, fine, we see her. She's also into anime. Little anime shirt. Like, a little Tokidoki-type looking knockoff. What? What? I thought Kendra was so cute when I first saw this. I was like, she is adorable, and I love her, and I want to be her friend. I mean, same. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that brand of shirt that she's wearing. Me too. But yeah, my th- I don't remember what it's called. And there's Toby with his not berserk shirt. <laughs> my thing is also like, I guess the show's kind of growing up where like in the last season they would have had some dumb musical hit with this, but instead they're just like, nope, he's just looking at a girl. That's true. That's true. Usually it would have like that weird like wah wah pedal type music. <laughs> I mean the 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 noise that the the soundtrack they have for when. Liberty looks at JT. Oh, boy. Or when somebody else has a fantasy about somebody else. 
Toby has about Emma. Yeah, Toby has about Emma. I know it was about Emma. But I couldn't remember who had it. But um, anyway, so so. In my notes, the next, I think the next part is the piss power play. Um, which is that, so Kendra's really, really nice and, you know, seems to also be into anime and it seems pretty receptive toward Toby as a person and stuff like that. But in the process of Toby being like, oh, she's really cute and I really like her. Um, Spinner corners him and does, like, this very intimidation tactic where he's, like, peeing and everything and, like, is, like, hey. That is, like, that is some big dick energy of just walking in while you're pissing, just start <laughs> casually threatening someone. It's true. It's, like, very, like, it's one of the few times that I feel like he is actually, like, being the persona of a bully. And, like, <laughs> and, and the reasoning behind it is that he reveals that Kendra is his sister. <laughs> and, like... She, he, and Toby's like, but wait a minute. And Spinner's like, she's adopted, you moron. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like I had to explain that. Which I actually appreciated. Like, I appreciate that he didn't kick it off with, that's my adopted sister. No, it's like, my sister. You dumbass. Like, <laughs> fuck you. He's like, why was that your sister? And he's like, you don't know how, how adoption works. <laughs> he's like, you know how her last name is Mason and my last name is Mason? <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, like, a pretty good exchange in that sense. Um, and, and once again, we see... It radiates, like, that BDE. It really does. It's just, like, Spinner actually being intimidating and not just being, like, a puppy. It's true. Um, and, and, you know, like, usually I hate the protected brother bullshit, but there's also a part of me that's, like, I wouldn't want my, my little sibling dating Toby either, so honestly. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, yeah, yeah. Oh no, overprotective brother, but you know what? I don't want- I wouldn't want to date Toby either. Exactly. dating JT. Multiple years before they stopped being awful. My sister did this for me. One- Really? Yeah, like, there was this one young woman when I was in college, and she was interested in me, but like, she was just not the best for a lot of reasons. I don't want to get into it. Um... And, like, one day she just saddles up to my sister. I think it was, like, at a Radigal's party or something. She's like, oh, your brother's kind of cute. And Susie's, my sister, was just like, you best step the fuck off. Wow. <laughs> like, and nothing ever came of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Susie was um, very protective. Susie and my parents were always just, like, afraid that, like, somebody would... Just grab me, who was like undeserving essentially. Because they're like, you're so trusting and you're so good natured. We just gotta watch out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, get I get it. I also would never fuck with Susie. She's, she scares me a little bit. <laughs> she's, a, she's a sweetheart though. She is, but I also would never <laughs> want to be on her bad side. Ever. Um, but yeah, so I was just. I still. I mean, but. You know, it's more pa- also pal- palpable because that's a different power dynamic. Or it's different because it's, it's a switch gender thing. It's like, true. It's always kind of weird when just the brother being like, I'm going to dictate whatever, like, you know. In this case, I feel like it's a sense of, you know what? I, I don't want her dating Toby. <laughs> yeah. And there is some interesting twists that I'll get toward the end, which I think give us more insight into... Kendra and Spinner's relationship dynamic, which makes me feel a little 
more at ease about the situation than I usually would be toward this trope. But, um, it's interesting also because it's like, uh, so, so, um, you know, JT is put into the loop about this whole entire thing. It's like during the photo day type of situation. And it's interesting because JT, who usually is like freaking like gnat when it comes to this type of shit, is like, well, I wouldn't want to get my ass beat, so like, just drop it. <laughs> Which is wild. I would actually have more, um, I'd actually have more respect for JT if he's just like, yo, man, the heart wants what it wants. Sometimes you gotta take a beat down for that, but. Just take your lumps, and you love them. Are we not going to talk about the fact that Toby's wearing the same outfit two days in a row? <laughs> we can. How little did anybody care about this B-plot? <laughs> so. He goes to picture day in the same not-berserk shirt. <laughs> and JT's out there with his matching red jerk backwards cap Oh, oh my god, I, I, I don't want to diverge us too much, but I met a, I met a young child who I said the words Limp Biscuit to, and I'm, by child I mean somebody who's like 16, I'm like, what's that? I was like, you never heard Limp Biscuit? Oh my god, you're living the dream! <laughs> right? But now I'm worried I like poison the well, because they might be like, I got, maybe I should just... <laughs> And you're gonna hear their cover of Behind Blue Eyes. Oh! <laughs> Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What? <laughs> Speaking of Limp Biscuit, this is not relevant to the podcast, I will say now, but I have, I have stories to tell you, Donnie. I'm so ready. Um, but yeah, no, JT's just like, whoa, like, you know, you don't want to get your ass beat. And because of that, like, Toby is really dismissive toward Kendra. Um, Dick move. Yeah, and, and Kendra's clearly upset about the situation. Though they all, though JT and Toby at one point, they see Spinner just glaring at them, and like, Spinner just keeps appearing out of nowhere, and I really did enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he would like slowly rise from behind things. <laughs> yeah, like they were really emphasizing that like, he's always watching. But like... Spinner coming out of his well to shame Toby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, um... He, like, um, at one point they run away, like, just straight out run away from somebody. They, do they run away from Emma and Manny, or is, do they run away from Kendra? Um, Kendra. Yeah, that is one of my favorite tropes in teen media, where character, or really anything, where a character will just bolt as fast as they can away from a situation, because <laughs> it's always what I want to do. <laughs> Well, like, because, like, what ends up happening? You became very robotic. You have to repeat what you said, because you became robotic. Oh, I was saying, uh, Kendra wearing what looks like a totally spies shirt. It does. I wish. But, um, I mean... what? anime. But, like, the thing... <laughs> The thing, it also is, like, so she calls Toby out on his shit, which, like, I feel like is, like, she's a mason, like, you know. I, I love that part. No, it's really good. And, like, <laughs> she's just kind of like, you know, what the hell? Like, he also said that he was going to sit with her during lunch. He doesn't do that. Like, no. he, you know, he's weird and kind of mean to her at, like, during the photo thing. And she calls him out on it. Um, like, she, she tells Spinner, you can't decide... 
like who I get to hang out with, and then she calls Toby a fucking coward. Well, that's and that's like the other thing because it's like the, after they run away, like an, there's another hallway scene, and during that other hallway scene, Kendra is clearly talking to Spinner, and like it looks pretty tense from the distance yeah. shot, and then like we do see like Kendra trying to establish some sort of boundaries with how Spinner is acting, which I actually really appreciated and that's why i'm not going to come down as hard on the protective brother type of stuff as much because i feel like a lot of time when we see that the let's be real the girl is usually very complacent mm-hmm. but in this we actually see kendra saying like no you don't get to do that like i can fight my own battles i just also imagine spinners like um dialogue in this scene like he's a weeaboo nice guy like he's not good enough for you right (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong no 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 but um yeah so so you know spinner you know spinner tries to like scare toby off toby decides he's not gonna get scared off um you know, he makes a threat if, if um, you know, the, the cliched, like, you know, if you break her heart, like, you know, that type of stuff. But then Kendra comes in and is like, oh, God, I, don't even, I didn't even write down her threat. But, like, she says the same threat that Spinner does. Yeah. And is just like, like something about, like, turning something, something about bowel. I, Spinner says he'll take out a section of Toby's bowels and eat them. But then she says she will if she if he pulls this shit again. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I like to imagine that at one point Spinner got in a fight and Kendra just showed up and helped him win it. Cause, yes. Because it feels. Yes. It's like this really dramatic like tagging and everything, and she, she she's scrappy. This kid is scrappy. She just comes in with a chair. Yeah. He, Spinner's fighting some guy, and, like, they're kind of, like, coming to a draw, and he's like, I I'm not gonna fight you anymore. I got somebody else. And just throws the guy a Gatorade, and then slaps in Kendra, and guess what? That's a Cell Games reference. <laughs> the, like, the Gatorade is the Sensu Bean. Oh, gosh. But, like... But, like, it also makes me kind of wish that, like, she was in the series earlier and, like, she wasn't just this kind of, like, half-assed idea in this episode because it's, like, I feel like it would have given a layer to Spinner's character that I actually would have really liked. And I would have really liked the idea of, like, even though she's younger, like, she's tougher in certain ways and it's, like, it's, like, if you think I'm, I'm bad, like, (laughs) please. Well, it's just, I... Integrated better into, like, the main group with, like, the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, it just also still feels like a tacked-on thing, where it's just like, Spinner has a sister. Okay. Like, you know, the sister I mention all the time. Yeah, and, like, I understand that, you know, nothing is perfect, and when you're writing these types of series, you're not going to be able to always have all of this work perfectly, but it does make me wonder how season one could have gone a little differently if, if this layer was added and like she didn't even have to be like on the main cast or anything like that but if we did see like what we have to do with reference to her 
Exactly, exactly. And, like, how maybe she would react to some of, or, like, her her takes on some of the stupid shit that he did and things like that. Yeah. Even just, like, oh, like, they're all gonna go, I don't know, do some teen hooliganism, and Spinner's like, oh, I can't, I have to watch my sister. Yeah, it would have given a layer to him that I think season one Spinner suffers from consistently. Um, but, I mean... Barely in it. Yeah, well, no, he's he's in it, but he's getting in trouble literally every single time he's in it. Um, they didn't have any basis for his character yet. It's true. But, um, that's the episode, unless anyone has any other details they'd like to... I just, how many times did they say anime in the episode? Oh, I didn't count. I just wrote all the bad quotes where they said okay. it. I think it was at least, like, five or six times. I, I would have thought it would be more. Because the, the anime piece of it is not as carried through as one may assume, given the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in that scene alone... Oh, yeah, it was, like, a solid six-ish. It was it was bad. Um, it's very current. <laughs> anyway, uh, Frank, how, how would you rate this episode? Like a C-. minus. It's not great. Like, I did not enjoy watching this episode, and not even for the normal, like, I'm in pain because the characters I enjoy are in pain. I was just like, this is not a good episode. <laughs> yeah, not on their game on this episode. You know, Susan Nielsen was not around for this, so. <laughs> um, I feel like the one thing that actually brings this episode up a fair amount is that how bad it is, is Ellie. Yeah. Yeah, she's in it for, like five seconds and and that was the highlight and i love her and i'm so glad we're gonna see her higher like average of this episode up in terms of like score for me because ellie i agree um so let's move on to the next thing that we do um trinian i'm gonna ask you actually to sit out on this one because i feel like as a veteran it's very hard to talk about this and this is more for our newcomers but um our character rankings as of the end of this episode where we kind of stand on some of these characters and by we i mean frank okay um ashley you're going down because like that shit you said to terry it's vaguely unforgivable i'm not gonna say it's completely unforgivable but it is not great um Let's see, Terry, you're rising up because you had to rise from this bullshit. Um, Spinner, you're rising up as well for being a good big brother and a good friend for the most part. You didn't say anything problematic this episode. You throw in Toby, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Toby and JT continue hanging hanging out at the bottom. They only rise very slightly for um, for running away, which is just a personal favorite of mine, but they didn't do anything to redeem the nice guy tendencies they've had for so long. Uh, Quan, for putting Ashley in your place, in her place. You're also rising a little bit more. Snake, for helping keep Toby away from the CD. You're also rising up. Um, Ellie, I don't know much about you, but you're going to hit mid-levels just because you made several key, like, appearances 
not really appearances, but just like I, I liked what I saw, like the fifteen seconds or whatever it was. But I'm so glad. Um, I'm really wonder. I'm hoping there's gonna be an Ellie Ashley like friendship because I think that'd be dope as hell. <laughs> then, um, oh Kendra, our other newcomer. Um, you're getting a you're gonna like in being that like good mid level with. Uh, our, our latest arrival, Ellie. Um, Manny and Emma, once again, a very small appearance, but very uh, monumental for me. It was like, later, nerds. <laughs> um, Craig, staying roughly the same. Sean, you're still hanging out at the bottom with JT and Toby. My boy, do some work. Repair yourself. Uh, no, he's still above JT and Toby for what he did for Craig in that first episode, but he's still hanging near the bottom. Until he repairs that bridge of Emma, he's going to be at the bottom. Um, and who else? Did I say Terry? I don't remember. Well, Terry's on the rise. Terry, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, said Terry. You haven't hit Jimmy Page or, uh... But she doesn't really do much yet. Hazel's just hanging out where she normally is. Um, Jimmy, hey, guess what? You're go- you're hopping on the um, shoots and ladder shoot and losing a bunch of ground for slut shaming um, for something that didn't even happen. Also, <laughs> um, oh, hey, photographer, meet your new friends. Uh, pedophile from the first episode and mall guy from like episode 11. What's with all these older men being absolutely disgusting? Because that's what a lot of men do. I know. Um, chemistry teacher, I don't even want to put you on the board because I care so little about you. <laughs> um, and Paige. I love, like, you're my favorite character. But that is not cool. Like, I love you when you're helping raise women, not put them down. So you're going down as well in your estimations. So. <sighs> I call them as a season. It's true. And that's the point of this activity. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you have anything else to, uh, obviously training and like, you know, doing rankings is kind of odd. I don't know if you want to speak to like what you think of these characters at this point. Like kind of like what the vibe of them or anything like that. Yeah. Too hard because I know like where these characters go. Yeah, that's exactly so, how I feel. Like, yeah, you suck right now, but so it's hard to do a ranking based solely on where we are now because I know too much. That's exactly why I can't do that activity. Um, so let's move on to recommendations. So these are things that maybe feature similar themes to what is going on in the episode, or they're just things that we are really enjoying right now. Um, my recommendation is a comic I picked up at FlameCon, which is called 22 and Alone uh, by Cameron Lucente. I really enjoyed this. Um, it's a really good reflection on mental illness and the impact of it and your relationships. Um, during pivotal times in your being a teenager and being a young adult. Um, I thought it was an absolutely wonderful book to check out. Um, and I also feel like it goes into the way that mental illness and mistakes impact your interpersonal relationships, but in a way that's way more satisfying than this episode. 
Um, so I think that there's some really, really good stuff in it. Definitely heed content warnings at the beginning of the book. It does get pretty heavy at times. However, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really worth seeing, and I think the art was absolutely beautiful in it. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, I want to recommend to all the boys I've loved before again. Um, it does have this kind of, like, it's a very cute, uh, romantic comedy, um, and it deals with, like, gossip and the effect of gossip and all that, like, stuff, but it also, I, I really enjoy it because, like, many of the male leads in it are not problematic at all, and it's also a, like, a kind of found family, like, thing. Um, it's just a really well-made movie. Well, really, like, every actor and actress brings their A-game, so I just can't recommend it enough. So. Any recommendation? And I'm going to probably surprise Donnie by not recommending the Something Like series and hold on that, hold on to that one for later when it becomes more relevant. That's true. That's very true. And I'm going to instead recommend a book. It's older. It's probably about, like, ten or so years old, maybe more book, but it's uh, Saving Francesca by Melina Marchetta, which I feel is one of the best depictions of high school growing up, finding like that group of friends, that sort of alienation and gossip and dealing with mental illness in a way that is handled far, far better than this episode. Performative books I think I have ever read in my life. I feel like I read that, but like very, very long ago. So I feel like I'm due to revisit it, for sure. Definitely reread it. I feel like it would resonate, especially for you, um, as, as it did for me on a cultural level. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just, it's just the dialogue very well done. The characters are great and defined. The character arcs are good. It handles, like, depression and anxiety and, like, the pratfalls of, like, high school in a very realistic and, like, poignant manner. That's great. Um, I'm glad we all have good recommendations this week, (laughs) because I feel like we needed them after this episode. Yeah. Um, so, we're gonna go into social media stuff. Trinian, is there any way that people can talk to you or continue conversations about Degrassi, especially because, as a veteran, you have many opinions? I have all, all the opinions. Um, yeah, well, there's, well, my uh, my public Twitter, which doubles as, like, kind of like my cosplay Twitter, which is MugSnailCosCos, um, and then my Instagram, which I've been using more often, which is MugSnails, but with a Z, because with an S was taken. Singular. Um, and of course, if you want to keep in touch with us, um, there are many ways you can do that. You can email us at ihopepod at gmail.com. You can go onto our Twitter account at ihopepod or our Tumblr account at ihopepod. Or you can join our Facebook group, which is I Hope I Can Make It Through podcast, so you can check us out. We have two new members. I don't know if you saw that. Woo! <laughs> Yay. We are we're working on it. Um, and of course, if you want to email us with potential chances, if you're interested in appearing on an episode, um, that is always something that you can absolutely do. If you want to send a soundbite or a text, uh, 
written text about how an episode or a season or a character has made any impact to you, that would be great. Um, I would especially love to hear from people who are impacted by characters like Ellie and Marco, people who I found very formative. I would love to find out more about how formative those characters were for people. So please do not hesitate to submit it. We can also keep it anonymous on air. Um, or if you just want to talk to us about stuff. If you want to talk to me personally, you can reach me on Twitter at DMIsUnbreakable. I'm uh, at Stuck Dancing on Twitter. And you can definitely talk to us individually as well. Um, that being said, Trini, and thank you so much for making an appearance. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, I had a lot of fun. I love talking about this, this show. Thank you. But, well, it is hard, especially talking to you, who I know knows this, and not, like, spilling all the beans. That's part of the challenge of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that being said, uh, we hope we can make it through, whether it's our first time or or multiple times, and we hope that you're going to be there with us. Later. Have a good week, everyone. Come and go. You come and go. Come, come, come.